I'm a liar, sweetie. I cheat on niggas, too. I do. Probably shouldn't trust me or I'll hurt your feelings, boo. I don't want to be here, but my ex won't take me back, so my broken ass is here. Small talking over abs. Put it down, girl. I'm so dead inside, nigga. I cry every day. You should get the check, and here's the tip. Shag, run away. Wait, wait. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Let's Go There podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Cherry, and today we're going there about self-love and dating. So look, we've all been there in relationships that didn't work out, that's left us feeling broken, depressed, bitter, and sometimes even feeling downright hatred for the other person. Yo, you so stupid. You hate me? Keep on saying that shit, girl. Yeah, that's right. I hate your ass. You make me sick. There's inner work that needs to be done before we can seek out healthy partnerships. In Clarity and Connection by Young Pablo, he writes, Heartbreak is not always a sad ending. Sometimes it sets in motion a profound transformation. It can open doors to truly loving yourself, becoming more emotionally mature, and learning what types of partner would actually support your happiness. So I wanted to know, what does self-love look like, especially in dating? Look, I'm sick and tired of fuckboys like I'm sure most black women in their 30s are, right? We go to school, we get an education, we have standards for ourselves, and then we try to date. And we live in this microwave society of dating where it's swipe right or swipe left or like, come on, baby, let me Netflix and chill with you. When really we're trying to build generational wealth, we're trying to come together and make something happen. And I get it. Right. In defense of men, there are great men out there and not all women are on this time. But for the women who are, what is it going to take in order to find a good man? What is it going to take in order to find healing within yourself before you find said good man? Well, Kia the Diva is here with me and she's a self-love and relationship coach. She teaches millennial black and brown women how to cultivate healthy relationships with themselves and others. She serves as a thinking partner to help women self-reflect and generate insight that guides them to do the inner necessary work to heal and transform their relationships. So if y'all ready, let's go there. Hi, Kia. Welcome to the Let's Go There podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm feeling every emotion right now, but I'm excited to show up and have a great conversation. How are you doing today? I am so good. You know what? I'm tired. <laughs> I've been moving around. There's been a lot of moving pieces this week, but I'm so excited that you're here and that we're going to be talking about relationships, girl. We're going to go there about some relationships yes, me too. <laughs> and about self-love. So like I said before, you're a self-love and relationship coach and you started your journey on self-love and coaching in 2019 when you left a long-term relationship. Can you tell me a little bit more about yeah. that? Uh, yes, it was probably one of the hardest, greatest decisions that I've ever made, honestly. Um, it was a what, six, seven-year relationship, my longest relationship. I've been in a relationship all my 20s, so. um, but this relationship, I didn't know how to leave it, but I prayed myself up out of it. Like I literally was like, God, I can't leave, but I need to leave. So please help me figure it out. Remove this person from my life if this is not what you want. Girl, I woke up one day, no lie, 
I woke up one day and just was like, I need you to move out. Mm-hmm. I know it caught him by complete surprise, like the way I went about it. But that's how I knew God was working through me because I don't know how I did that. I just said, I need you to, I just need you to, I need some space. You got to get out. So I ended that relationship and girl, literally my whole life looked upside down. I went through um, anxiety, depression. I've never lived on my own. So going through that really triggered abandonment. I had so much that just like just came up out of me from leaving this relationship that I was hiding and, and neglecting while being in the relationship that I literally had no choice but to get my shit together because I couldn't go to work. I couldn't go to school. I couldn't even live at home by myself. It was that bad. So I was like, okay. We got to, we got to, we got to get this together because there's no way this one person is about to have me out here not being able to function. Like how? Mm. No, Mm. that's, that's just not, I didn't, I didn't come here all the way for that. Like this is not the way I'm going out. (laughs) No, I'm not. And I feel you and I feel you because, um, similar to, you know, a little bit, you know, I'm not going to say that our stories are the same because everybody's journey is completely different, right? You go through ups and downs. You're with somebody who is toxic for your mental health or, or causes you to have all this anxiety and, and mental anguish. But just like you, I was in a relationship where I, it wasn't, it wasn't good for me. I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard or understood. And I felt, you know, it was, and it was an abusive relationship. So I too left that relationship. So what I want to ask you was, what was the moment that you, what, what was the deciding factor that was like, you know what, this isn't, nah, I got to go. Was there an incident that happened or did you just, what did you start to do to heal? Like, what was that process to come to that understanding that this relationship was no longer for you? Honestly, I had a real conversation with my best friend and she was just like, girl, you sound like a broken record. And I was like, what? That shook me to my core because I did sound like a broken record. I was complaining about the same thing over and over and over, but yet I'm still here. So it got to the point where I really just got fed up with just feeling like I'm literally saying the same thing. I know I'm, I know I'm saying what I need and it's literally not being given to me. So I'm choosing to torture myself. And that's when I, I just got fed up. Like they say, you don't really, you know, leave or make that big move until you tired of being tired of being tired. And I literally was tired. So I just prayed myself up out of that situation because I, it was taking a toll on my mental health. <clears throat> so that realization was literally just me thinking about the fact that I'm not getting what I want and I'm tired. I'm not getting what I want, but it was more so how do I give it to myself? So mm. once we, once I ended that relationship, I was like, okay, I can't just go try to get somebody else and see if they can give me what I need. It's obviously not coming from me. So what can I do to feel good by myself so that I can teach somebody how to treat me? Because I'm obviously, whatever has led up to the fact that I know that this is not the relationship for me no more, I obviously wasn't showing what I wanted. There was clearly some mixed signals because how do we just, how do you just not end up getting what you want if you think you communicate in it clearly? But I obviously wasn't. So I literally just got, I got tired and I, I had to do what I was scared to do. I literally just faced my fears and was like, you got to just try it. Just try it. So what started my self-love journey after that was the fact that I didn't even know what I wanted. The dating scene, listen, that's, mm, I don't know about you. We're not going to go there. 
actually no dating? actually let's go there because in the dating scene Girl. and I, i'm a single woman right now and the dating scene is is hard because it feels like the higher your standards the the lower the options right because yep. n- what you used to be attracted to when you were unhealed is no longer attractive to you. Yes. You don't want yes. that in your life. You don't want the fuck boys. You don't want someone who is going to hide you. You don't want to be a secret. You don't want to be a side chick. You don't want to be a baby mama. So then where are you in dating? Like, tell me, tell me before you, you know, got to this point and you put yourself back out there on the dating scene, what was that like? And what advice you know, the second part of that question is what advice would you give to someone who's out there on the dating scene right now? To be honest with you, when I first started dating, I didn't know, I still didn't know who I was or what I wanted. So I was dating all type of people. Mm. <laughs> I was just entertaining anybody that said hi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I haven't, I've never been single. So it was like a fish out of water. Like I really didn't know what to expect. So I was trying anything. And then I to the point where, that started to seem uncomfortable as well because it's like now you out here just what you doing now like you know what i'm saying you need you still need to know what you want know who you are so then i'll be all right let me reel it back uh some advice that i would give women whether it was you just got out of a relationship or you've been single and you're dating as long as you take the time to know who you are meaning know your boundaries, know your self-worth, know that you have self-awareness, know your own self-sabotaging behaviors, because that was another thing I had to learn. Your flesh will make you think you want something when your spirit telling you is really not, that's not it. So I really had to learn the difference between what my flesh wanted, which was that rough neck, you know what I'm saying? The uh, the bad boy, whatever you want to call it. But my spirit was like, that's not it. You moved past that. How can you tell me that if you went through all of that and you still are attracted to the same type of person. So it was an internal battle between my flesh and my spirit. So once I got in tune with what my spirit was saying, I figured out what my worth was. I figured out what my Mm. values are, which Mm. is what Diva stands for. D is for dignity. I is for integrity. V is for virtue. A is for accountability. I cannot be Mm. a stand-up, high-valued woman without my integrity, my dignity, and my virtue and my accountability. Because what else do I have if I don't hold myself accountable to being whatever it is that makes me consider myself a high-valued woman? Mm. I had to figure all of that out before I went and tried to get next to somebody and then got the nerve to not be happy with what I got. Because Mm. I'm not clear on what I want. So I had to become the person that I wanted to be with. Like if I had to jump outside right. myself, I had to be like, okay, yeah, I would marry me. Yep. I would marry me. I got it all together. As far as I'm concerned, I'm a work in progress, but I'm, I have a good foundation. So I had to become the person that I wanted to be with and then date it intentionally. Not just because somebody said hi to me or because somebody's cute. I had to figure out how do you ask like, how do you ask in like thought provoking questions? How do you get to know somebody without like trying to sound like a therapist or an interview? I had to figure all of that out because mm-hmm. everything is so sexual and objectified now. Like people are not even trying to have deep conversations the first time you meet them, but I am. 
<laughs> right. Right. So that, that brings me to another thought that I had, which is about insecurities and self-esteem and confidence. And you brought up a good point about sexualization. I was reading an op-ed by Ebony M. Smith of the Hartford Crimson. Society thinks black girls are ugly. So she writes, black women have been called ugly for longer than we've been deemed human. Black girls live in a paradoxical society where they're too ugly to be loved, yet too sexualized to be cherished. America knows all too well the consequences of labeling black girls as promiscuous. There's no forgiveness or innocence awarded to black girls who simply want to be children. Black girls experience sexual assault at a higher rate than their counterparts. In fact, one in four black girls will be sexually abused before the age of 18. So given this information, and talking about healing that past trauma, when you work with women who have all of this trauma built up inside of them, what do you tell them to do with it? Because I imagine if someone has been over-sexualized their whole life or a victim of sexual abuse or, or not feeling confident and beautiful and pretty, it would be super hard to be out here dating because you're also, you may also be dealing with unhealed men and you're an unhealed woman, What what is the first step that you tell your clients um, about how to gain that self-love, that unconditional self-love you speak of, and, and how to gain that self-confidence? Honestly, the first thing would be to forgive yourself and the people that made you feel this way. Forgive it. Just forgive it so that you can move past it and start to unlearn that belief. Because the first thing to even having self-confidence is to accepting yourself and believing that you are worth more than what you've been told. So once you can forgive yourself and you can forgive the others who have lied to you, then you can go and work on accepting yourself for who you see in the mirror today. And this person may not be as confident as you would like. This person may not have, you know, the skin or the hair or the weight or the accolades or the credentials that which that you would have liked thus far. But once you can start to accept yourself as a work in progress, you can make room for the person that you actually want to become by starting to unlearn those toxic beliefs about black women and whether you're beautiful or not, regardless of your weight, height, and skin color. Um, you can unlearn those unhealthy behaviors that sabotage your relationships because you're insecure. Then you can start building security within yourself so that you can attract someone that sees you for who you truly are. Regardless what society has said black women are, you will exude what you believe and accept as to know that you are. And that the society's opinion won't matter, nor will it have an effect on you. But the first step is to forgive that you even thought that that was true and know that you can unlearn these things to become self-confident and to become the person that attracts your high-valued man because you know you can become a high-valued woman. It's already within you. You just have to unlearn the things that made you believe it's not there. Mm. But that's easier said than it that. is. But I, it's it's possible. That's great advice. I mean, I I, I believe a hundred percent that two people need to come into a relationship being healed, being completely um, in a place right where you can uh, take accountability, where you can work together and have conversations. I see a lot of the modern dating tactics is, you know, who can show that they're the least interested in the other person. 
And it's like, Mm -hmm. where do we learn that that is how you communicate and how you function in a healthy relationship? I don't know about y'all. You know what I'm saying? Listening to this podcast. But I want my man to be sure about how he feels about me. I want him to be absolutely sure. I don't want no games. I want him to be healed. I want him to know himself and know his purpose because I, I believe a man without a purpose doesn't have any purpose for you. He can't possibly have a purpose for you if he doesn't know what his purpose is. If he hasn't Absolutely. done the work, right? But if you don't mind, I want to touch on the point that you just stated about you want a man to know for sure how he feels about you, mm. which I agree with. But can we also hold him accountable and say, I want you to come to me knowing for sure who you are? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then you said another point, too, about being all the way healed. I think we sometimes we think we have to be, you know, oh, I'm not healed enough or, you know, I'm not 100 percent healed to be with somebody like nobody's perfect and nobody's ever going to be 100 percent healed. Life is a long healing journey. You're healing Mm -hmm. every day. But as long as we have the awareness to know that we still have things to heal. That's all you need as long as you are actively working on it. But some people just don't believe in it at all. Believe, oh, yeah, time heals all wounds. They'll just let time go by, but don't really do nothing to actually heal. You don't got to be 100% or even as much as you would like to. But as long as you are working towards it and you're finding healthy outlets to do that, that's a start. So it's not really like a red, you know, a way to like not, like that's not a non-negotiable, I would say, to have someone if you're like, oh, you're not healed yet. What do you mean? I, we're he- I'm healing every day. You know what I'm saying? I don't want yeah. people to think you have to be 100% healed. Absolutely. To, to start to start dating or start putting yourself out there. I agree, right? Healing healing is a lifetime journey. I'm still healing, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I'm going to still be healing for the rest of my life from cuz things are going to yeah. happen as you live life that are are going to yeah. cause you to heal from. Um so I want to say, what does unconditional self-love look like? Like, let's say that I have done the work in order to prepare myself to date, right? I'm still healing. I'm still on my healing journey. I've done the work to prepare myself to date, but I want to unconditionally love myself. What does that look like? Um, Loving yourself unconditionally starts with, like I was saying earlier, self-acceptance. If you can show up, unapologetically you and accept that you for you that's unconditional love meaning no judgment no self-sabotaging behaviors um another way to love yourself unconditionally is to know your boundaries and know how to live with integrity like doing the right thing because you want the right thing done to you not because um you're doing the right thing in public and as soon as somebody turn their eye you're being you're being shady no, unconditional love is love for you, love for all, respect for one, respect for all. So respecting yourself, once you respect yourself, you can respect others. That's another form of unconditional love because that's the bare minimum of what we need from people is respect. So if you can automatically respect yourself to the highest extent, then you obviously can attract those that can respect you as well. Um so having self-awareness, I believe unconditional love means that you can be, you might not, you know, be the person that you, you might not be the person that you would like to be, but you can acknowledge the fact that you have things to work on. 
right? You can acknowledge the fact that I'm aware of these are some, I have some triggers and that these are some triggers that I need to work on before I can start to, you know, get involved with somebody. So being aware mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically of how to take care of yourself is a form of unconditional love. Some people only think it's, oh, as long as I'm working out, and you know, I'm reading, that's it. But what about the the uncomfortable feelings of the or the childhood traumas that you haven't addressed, or some of the triggers that happen in everyday life that make you think about a relationship that ended and you still have some resentment or some abandonment issues that you haven't dealt with. So being able to stand up on your boundaries, your self-acceptance, uh loving yourself, flaws and all. And having accountability all leads to loving yourself unconditionally. It's, it's so much more, but if I could just give a short little yeah, feel on what great. unconditional love is, Ooh. it's like really deep, but that's just the basis. You know what I'm saying? Acceptance, accountability, and self-awareness. Like that's a start. That's a good start. That's a great mm-hmm. start. So let's say now I have done the work. I have started to do my, my self-love. I'm on my self-love journey. What advice would you give to women as far as the biggest red flags in dating? Because now I'm out here. um, I'm feeling good about myself. I'm feeling good about dating. Um, Like I said before, um, when you heal, um, your type is no longer your type. Uh, You now the, the man that you would have gone for when you were unhealed is no longer attractive to you. So in your experience in dating, what have been some of the red flags that you've noticed um, and that women need to start paying attention to? Honestly, it's the lack of intention, the lack of someone's intention to either get to know you as a friend or date you exclusively or try to build a future with you. I feel like the lack of intention, people just seem to fall into things like like that's possible but it is if you're just literally not being intentional that's what happens you end up in situations that you know that you didn't necessarily want to be in because you weren't intentional and upfront with the person that it you ended up um having this experience with so i think one of the biggest red flags is knowing what someone's intentions are i feel like we get scared it's unfortunate that us black women sometimes we feel like we can't stand up for ourselves and put ourselves out there and be like very up front with what we want and asking of that as soon as we meet the person because we feel like oh we don't want to scare him away we don't want him to think he, we want to get in a relationship right now but it's not about that it's about being intentional and letting him know if you're in the position to date to date exclusively to find someone to build a future with then you need to have these questions up front before you even start putting your energy in because that's one thing you can't get back is your time so if you can be upfront and intentional, that shouldn't scare someone away. That should actually let you know that they're serious too, so that you don't waste no time. Right. Right. Absolutely. So in, intention and open communication, those are the two red flags. Somebody either trying to hide something or trying to act like they ain't really feeling them for real, or are they just not really giving you the time or day that you want and you're not wasting that to them. So it's the intention and open communications are the two biggest red flag that I feel like um, I ran into with dating. So that led me to having to be the one that is going to ask the thought, you know, the um, thought provoking questions about, you know, what you want, what you're looking for, what I want, what I'm looking for, and if it's in alignment and how I even want to be treated, what my expectation is, if you decide to be someone that wants to date me, I decided to, I decided to use my voice and let that be known. And it saved me a lot of time. 
But a lot of us, we try to just wait it out and see like, oh, okay, he texted me here and there. No. Mm. If you're intentionally, if you're out there and you are intentionally dating to marry for a purpose, you need to be coming to the table with everything that you want and be clear about it. Nobody's saying you got to sit down and interrogate nobody. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. you definitely want to be clear and be able to articulate it and stand up on it because another red flag is mixed signals. We say one thing, us millennials, I love us to death. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we say one thing and do another. Mm. Like we say we don't want a relationship, but here we are going on dates, being over the person's house, late night, chilling, Netflix and chilling, giving all the relationship vibes, but you don't want a relationship. Or, or vice versa. So we have to be clear on what we want and stand on it and don't bend or change if it's not what you want. Wow. But yeah, girl. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? I just want to thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on the Let's Go There podcast um, to talk to me about self-love, healing, and dating. This was an absolutely beautiful conversation there's so much more that we could go into and maybe we'll have no idea we'll have you back (laughs) on um in future episodes to talk about it so before we get out of here again let everybody know where they can find you on social media your website and the services that you offer yes you guys can find me on instagram at coach kia the diva you can also find my website at www.ktddivascoaching.com. Um, I offer coaching calls. I offer a discovery call. If you're not even sure that you want coaching, but you just want to see if this is something that could benefit you, you can definitely book a discovery call and we can just decide if this is something that you're interested in. Um, but if you just need daily inspiration, definitely follow me on Instagram because regardless of you being a client of mine, I am constantly uh, pouring into and inspiring, empowering and uplifting women, black and brown millennial women on my Instagram. So if you don't want to pay for coaching, but you want some inspiration daily, definitely follow me on Instagram because I'm here to help uplift anyone I come in contact with. So I'm so happy that I came here. Uh, Brittany, thank you so much for having me. Uh, we yeah. definitely going to have to have another conversation because this was, we barely even scratched the surface. Though. I know. Uh, <laughs> we definitely got to do it again. You guys, and make sure that you follow Kia the Diva. She has some good gems. I mean, gems that you're going to want to listen to and to absorb and to meditate on and journal. You know, she's a, she's really big on journaling and um, you guys make sure that you follow her on Instagram. Kia the Diva, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. The first, not the last. And I'm excited for your podcast to continue to blow up. So I'm definitely going to be tuning into you, girl. Thank you. Some big things are coming for you. Absolutely. Dating is not easy, specifically dating as a black woman. A millennial black woman is definitely hard. Ever since romanticism, dating has been more so about love and not really about much common sense. And also leaving ourselves out of the equation a lot of times, not taking accountability or not loving ourselves. It's important to embrace ourselves as we are. That makes moving forward into a better version of ourselves sustainable and possible. Personal growth requires balance, and we all know that. We don't want the mental friction of going back and forth 
deciding if we love ourselves today or if we love ourselves tomorrow, if we love our partners today or if we love our partners tomorrow. It's important that we take the initiative for real change in our lives and in our relationships. If we accept our imperfections and understand that our conditioning limits our perception of our reality and be brutally honest with ourselves in that, I think we'll get one step closer to real love, to real unconditional love for ourselves, which would make being in a relationship with a healthy partner possible. I want to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. It was super important. I want to thank Kia the Diva for stopping by and giving us some self-love tips while dating. March 1st is the beginning of Women's Month. And I'm super, super, super proud to have some amazing women in my life. I want to dedicate this episode to Travia Brewer. I love you. I see you. I hope that you're doing well. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and rate me. And if you're feeling so inclined, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at let's go there podcast underscore. Thank you so much. And get ready for the next pod because we're going to go there about faith.